Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. And if you're wondering, is this the right podcast? It is indeed the right podcast. No need to adjust whatever thing you're using to listen. Um, I am not Travis. I have absorbed Travis. I am now Travis. We are all Travis now. No, uh, it's just me. It's Lindsay, uh, the new head coach here with the Fitness Genie coming at you with my first solo podcast episode. I'm so excited. Um, You are all in danger, actually, um, because yes, Travis did manage to find someone just as weird and unhinged as he is. So this is your last chance to just unsubscribe and run for your life. Alert the authorities. Um, yeah, no, really, but, uh, I've had a lot of cold brew and, um, I'm ready. So let's just dive in. So today I wanted to talk about the phrase, fuck around and find out. So I heard this phrase a few years ago and immediately fell in love with it. So if you're not familiar with it, fuck around and find out. How do you use that phrase? Um, It can be used in a lot of different ways. Uh, Usually it's sort of like, oh, well, you want to come in my house and talk to me like that? Well, fuck around and find out. You get what I'm saying? It's sort of a, you know, you may test that assumption at your convenience. Basically, it means fucking bet, right? Um, But yeah, it also kind of means though, oh, You want to do something stupid, but I warned you not to do it? Well, fuck around and find out, right? So, you know, it could could be used in a lot of different contexts. But how I want to present it to you guys today is, is utilizing fucking around and finding out in your health and fitness journey. So... Basically, before I started my own health and fitness journey, you know, I was I was in tune with all the noise out there, right? And I know that almost anyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. All of the conflicting opinions and the different perspectives, um, and just the ah, oh, the it's just everyone has something different. Eat carbs, don't eat carbs. Eat all the potatoes. No, potatoes will kill you. Eggs are good for you. No, don't eat the egg yolk. It'll give you a heart attack, right? It's like, okay, what what do I eat? Just please, just, oh my God, just, ugh. So, but I'd also heard, I'd heard of the things that I now practice, you know, meaning, you know, focusing more on nutrient-dense foods, fueling my body um, with enough protein and fiber and, and, you know, finding exercise that you enjoy and movement that you enjoy, prioritizing rest, you know, all of this stuff. You guys have heard all of this. Um, and if you haven't heard all of this, well, buckle up. You'll hear more from myself and Travis or go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. So I'd heard a lot of good advice, like good, solid health and fitness advice prior to starting my health and fitness journey, but like a lot of people, um, or maybe not like a lot of people, either way, just, I'm stubborn, okay? You can't tell me anything. You know, if you say, that stove's hot, don't touch it, I'm like, "Mm, is it really though? Maybe you're just weak and can't handle hot things. I'm pretty 
cool. It's probably not that hot. Oh, I'm going to touch the stove. Oh, fuck. That actually was really hot and I should have listened. You know, I'm the kind of person I have to learn things the hard way. Um, and honestly, a lot of other people my age, you know, I'm in my 30s-ish um, and younger, uh, you know, we're kind of the same. We're like, don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, you can't tell us anything, you know, we think we know everything. Um, and while we do know a lot, um, sometimes we fuck around and find out. So let me just briefly tell you how I kind of fucked around and found out in my health and fitness journey and then kind of how you can relate it to either what you're currently going through or what you're thinking about starting, um, health wise for yourself. So my story of fucking around and finding out was, so I found myself about a year after I had my third baby, um, I was about 60, 70 pounds overweight, meaning that I didn't feel good in my body. You know, um, I'm not talking about BMI, just truly just carrying an extra 60, 70 pounds that I usually didn't have on my frame. Um, and it was causing me problems, right? I was getting back spasms uh, because my core was so weak. I had so much extra weight on my abdomen um, that would just cause me to be down for the count for a couple days. And when you're a mom with three kids and you work full time, you can't afford to just, you know, be holed up with a bad back for a couple days, especially in your, I was like 28 at this point. I'm like, I'm 28. I'm way too young to have back problems. Right. Um, and also just, I didn't feel good. You know, honestly, I was basically in the place that a lot of our clients are when they reach out to us here at the fitness genie, you know, I just don't feel like myself. I don't feel, I don't feel strong in my body. Um, I don't, you know, I want to eat better, but I don't know how, you know, I want to eat in a way that makes me feel better. So I was basically, I was there, right? And what would all of the good advice out there say to do, which would probably be, you know, start prioritizing fruits and vegetables and protein and eat a balanced diet. And, but again, I'm stubborn, you know, I wanted to fuck around and found out. So my husband introduced me to keto because he's a big Redditor. And so keto about five years ago was just all over Reddit, right? So he told me to do keto. So I did. Even though so many people are like, it's so bad for you. You're going to hate it. Don't do it. But I was like, don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. So what did I do? I did keto and I did keto hard. Ooh, I dived right in. Dived right in. I was eating pork rinds, pickle. I made little tacos out of uh, a slice of cheese and pickles on the inside. Yeah, that actually sounds really good right now. Delicious snack. Um, it's weird. It's just weird, right? Um, anyway, so yeah, but I was like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm a strong, independent woman. You can't tell me what to do. So did keto. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, lots of buying weird stuff, right? Because you got to get special keto sugar substitutes and you got to buy lots of almond flour. That shit's not cheap. Um, so much, so much cheese. So much cheese. Um, yeah, and then when I started exercising, I did start doing strength training, which was good. Um, but it got to a point, especially as I lost more weight, um, what did I do? 
I know everyone's like, no, you don't need to do hours of cardio and, you know, don't focus on the calories burned while you're exercising. Just work on building muscle and blah, blah, blah. Again, you can't tell me what to do. So I do the opposite. Um, and yeah, I start doing HIIT classes or high intensity interval training classes about six days a week. And these were hour long classes. Um, and it was one of those, those studios, those fitness studios where you wear like a heart rate tracker around your chest. You kind of loop it in, you kind of lift. If you can just visualize it, you kind of like you, you wrap it around your chest and you lift up your sports bra and you kind of even lift up one boob usually your left boob because your heart's kind of on, on the left side a little bit and you kind of get it as close to your heart as possible and stick that little tracker on there and then put your bra over it. It's a whole process. I did this every day or about six days a week for, for about 18 months. Anyway, so during the workout, they, they broadcast your heart rate up on this big screen um, so everyone else in the class can see how hard you're working. So what is your heart rate doing? Um, because this is high intensity interval training. It's cardio. It's um, and then also it would tell you how many calories you're burning as you're literally as you're rowing or biking or doing burpees or whatever. It's showing you how many calories are you burning. So it would be like, you know, it would be a bummer if I didn't hit 500 calories or quote unquote 500 calories. Like those trackers that tell you how many calories you burned. It's a guess. Okay, just because it says you burned 500 calories, that does not mean you actually burned 500 calories, but that is a whole, you know, I'm going to write that down. That's a whole other episode. Um, so anyway, I did what everyone told me not to do, which is endless hours of cardio, obsessed with how many calories I was burning, you know, per workout session. I felt icky if I didn't burn at least 400 or 450 calories. Um, if I missed a session, I would feel super guilty and immediately was terrified that I was going to gain all my weight back and this and that. Um, yeah, I was essentially like just trying to get as lean as possible in the most unhealthy way possible. I was just chasing the smallest number possible as I can get on my, on the scale. I got even, I got even to a point where I was, um, eating just one meal a day. Um, yeah, I was doing the whole fasting for 20 hours and eating in like a three to four hour-ish window. Um, oh boy, that was intense. But you know what? It got me results. Um, yeah, it was the leanest I'd ever been. Um, but man, was that hard to maintain. And man, was I miserable. But I justified it because I'm like, yeah, but mm, look how lean I am. And everyone, the people in my life who cared about me and knew what they were talking about were like, this is great, Lindsay, but um, this is not sustainable. What Can you really keep doing this for the rest? Can you really eat only one meal a day for the rest of your life? Like, what are you going to do? What's the plan? And I'm like, I don't know, but again, don't tell me what to do. Uh, so it, it got to a point where, again, I was eating like 1,200 to 1,400 calories a day, tons of cardio, scared to stop doing cardio, um, even though I was exhausted and it was making me miserable. Um, and it actually, you know what, quick tangent, um, or maybe it's not a tangent, it is relevant. So because I was fasting as much as I was, I wasn't eating hardly anything. Um, and I was exercising so much. My body was under so much stress all while eating like no carbs, right? That I got hit with a stomach bug. This was December, 2019. And again, I was the leanest I'd ever been. 
felt like I looked, I looked fabulous on the inside. It was not fabulous, but you know, who cares? Cause when you look great, right. You know, um, I still, well, spoiler alert, I look great now, but I'm not the leanest I've ever been, but that's, you know, matter of opinion. Um, but, so December, 2019, um, as I do have kids, kids have lots of germs, um, just a given one of them brought home a stomach bug happens to the best of us. Any parents listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody brought home a stomach bug happens about once a year. Usually we all get it. It's about 24 hours of just very unpleasant things. And then you move on with your life, right? It, it sucks, but you know, well, so I got the stomach bug and I just prepared myself. Okay, well, this is going to suck for about 24 hours, but I'll be all right. You know, I've, I've, you know, this is not my first stomach bug. Oh, it took about eight hours before I was so dehydrated that I collapsed. Um, I was trying to walk from like the bathroom to the kitchen. I don't know, to get crackers or water or something. And literally I, I was in the dining room. Luckily I did not hit my head, but I was walking and then just everything went black or like the static of a TV screen is like the best way I can describe it. I just whoo, went down like, yeah. And immediately my husband comes running over and you know, are you okay? Cause I mean, he just heard me just thump and I don't have a history of collapsing or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just collapsed. And when I came to about 10, 15 seconds later, you know, I'm on my back. I don't know what happened. And my husband's standing over me and then my chest starts hurting. It's not good if you collapse and then your, your chest hurts, right? So that's the first thing I say is like, my chest really hurts. Um, and my husband's like, yeah, we're, um, we're, we're calling the doctor and this doesn't sound great. So we call, we call my my doctor's office. This is after hours. And they're just like, yeah, you need to call an ambulance. Like this is not good, but we live in America and we're not millionaires. So we can't afford an ambulance. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, it's very sad. Let's not talk about the state of healthcare in the U S but yeah, we're like, uh, no, we can't afford like $5,000 for an ambulance ride. Um, we're just going to drive to the hospital. So I actually call a family member that lives close by because someone has to stay with the kids. So my husband stays home with the kids. Aunt and uncle drive me to the hospital, to the ER. And yeah, I have to get all these tests done to make sure I'm not having a heart attack. And yeah, I was so dehydrated that, yeah, they had to give me like two full liters of fluid just intravenously because yeah. And yeah, basically, long story short, I was fine. But I literally, I, I couldn't sit up. I was laying down for a whole week almost. I missed a whole week of work. And, you know, I went to see my doctor a little later or a, a while once I was better just to be like, what the hell happened? It was just a stomach bug. How can a stomach bug send you to the hospital, you know, and make it so that you can't? And he asked me a couple of questions and he kind of came to it. And he's like, it sounds like you were starving yourself and then over-exercising, and your body was already under so much stress that even just a little bit of illness literally like almost killed you, like a minor illness. And then my husband's like, so are you going to start eating carbs now? And I was like, no. Yeah, I know. I continue to do keto because I was like, it's not the keto. It's just a really bad stomach bug. 
so stupid. I know. Listen, but hey, I know better. But anyway, so eventually, yeah, it's, it's, I just kept fucking around essentially until, yeah, it got to the point where I had to start eating more. Um, because I was having surgery and my surgeon was like, yeah, a month prior to the surgery, cause it was planned. He's like, I need you to, you need to eat more. Like I need you to, I don't want your body to be under stress when you go into surgery. So at that point I knew, so he's like, stop fasting, start eating carbs and just do what you want with your fitness. Just, I want you to eat. And he was right. He really was. So yeah, I, I, I was terrified, but I started to eat carbs. I was, oh, it was so scary. Um, I was just telling myself, oh, I'm going to gain all my weight back because I'd lost about 72 pounds. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is it, you know? And guess what? I started eating carbs. Um, started out with a fruit smoothie every day, which tasted like when you don't have fruit for two years, when you don't have fruit for two years, you know how stupid that makes me sound? Yeah, I didn't have fruit for two years. When you don't have fruit for two years, a fruit smoothie, it, it's better than drugs. It's better. It's like a milkshake. It's still like a milkshake to me. Like it's so delicious. Anyway, so I started with that and then started adding whole grain breads and, and things like that. And you know, now I'm clearly much better. But anyway, all that to say, sometimes figuring out your balance means sometimes means venturing into the unbalanced. Now, that's not something that I want you to do. Like, I'm not going to tell you, do what I did. Do keto for two years and starve yourself and make yourself go to the hospital. No, but my point is, is, you know, a lot of us know what we know about how our, what our body needs to feel best because we fucked around and we found out what makes it feel like shit. And that's okay. You know, we don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to think, oh my God, and here I am saying, telling you how much of an idiot I am for not eating carbs for two years. That's all in jest. I'm fine. Um, I've I've forgiven myself, right? Um, But like it does. Sometimes figuring out what works for you means figuring out what doesn't work. You know, the bumps in the road that we run into while we are working on our our nutrition and our fitness and feeling our strongest can really teach us a lot, you know, because if everything was just smooth sailing and every decision you made with your nutrition and fitness was the exact right decision, then what do you do when a bump in the road or a barrier or a mistake finally happens? Because it's going to happen because we're not perfect. Um, So that's why like you know, I, I do, I encourage people, I encourage my clients to experiment. And, you know, if you don't believe me, then fuck around and find out for yourself, you know? Um, because if anything, you know, fuck around with a 1200 calorie a day diet, you know, when you're tall as fuck and your BMR is like 2000 calories, right? Like 1200 calories, you're going to feel like shit. But find out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. I'm just a strange, unhinged American hopped up on cold brew streaming through your speakers right now. Who am I? Find out for yourself. If you don't believe me, do it. Try keto if you want. Try Noom. Try, oh God, are we going to get sued because we said a name? Um, You know what I mean, but try it. 
Try it for yourself if you don't believe me. Or, you know, try, you know, um, you know, figuring out, like, it's sort of like when my clients say like, well, okay, so I'm doing great on my deficit. You know, I'm doing great with my nutrition. I'm seeing the scale move, but you know, oh, I have this, this wedding coming up that I want to go to and there's going to be alcohol and, you know, should I not drink alcohol? Is that going to affect my progress? You know, what, you know, what's that going to look like if I have a night where I just have fun with my friends and, and enjoy this, this time at the wedding and, you know, and I'm like, well, if you've never really managed to drink alcohol and enjoy a little bit of alcohol while you're on a deficit, then try it, see what happens. You know, you may find find that going to a wedding and having a couple glasses of wine or a couple drinks or whatever um, and enjoying yourself one night every once in a while while you're actively working on fat loss or something like that, that it doesn't really affect your progress, you know? Or you may find, oh shit, it makes me feel like shit. And then, you know, I was bloated for a couple days and really uncomfortable and I was hungover, and then I, it was hard to eat my protein while I was hungover, you know. Okay, well then maybe you found out that with your new lifestyle, you don't want to indulge in, or overindulge even in alcohol, because it doesn't make you feel good. You found out that maybe you, on your, with your body and your journey, it just doesn't work for you. And that's okay. You know, you learned, you, you, you know, you experimented, you know, because if we're really going to, especially when it comes to nutrition, you know, if we're going to make something a lifestyle, we're going to have to fuck up sometimes. And I don't mean fuck up morally, like, oh, you're a bad person because you drank too much at your friend's wedding. You know, it doesn't make you a fuck up as a person. You just, all right, well, I tried this. It doesn't work. You know, I'd, I'd rather, you know, next time I go to a wedding, only have one or two drinks, maybe. You know, because I don't want to feel like shit the next day, or I don't want this to, you know, affect my nutrition for the next week, you know. And, um, you know, this also, so, but how this would work with fitness too is things like not taking enough rest while you're strength training. You know, like for most people who are not training for the Olympics, which I'm going to make a, a safe assumption that nobody listening to this podcast or none of our clients are currently training for the Olympics. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. We are all badasses. We are strong as fuck, but, and you know what, even if we are training for the Olympics, the next one isn't for like what, four years, you've got time. Okay. So sometimes, you know, if we say, you know what, like four strength training sessions a week is more than enough, but you're like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to do two workouts a day and whatever. It's like, I don't advise that, but okay, go for it. See how that feels. And then after two to three weeks, when your body is feeling like shit and you're exhausted, um, yeah, maybe you found out that that's not, that's not great. Right. So, so yeah, it can really strengthen your why. You know, like we talk to our clients a lot about like, okay, you want to lose weight, but why? Okay, you want to get stronger and feel more confident in the gym, but why? Like what's behind that? You know, and um, 
it really kind of goes back to, and I think Travis talks about this all the time, and I'm going to talk about this all the time, so just buckle up and get used to it, that intrinsic versus the extrinsic motivation, you know, and we're the fuck around and find out principle that I like to live by <laughs> or that I accidentally and unfortunately lived by for so many years. And let's be honest, probably will continue to live that way because I'm an idiot um, in the most endearing way possible, um, is that sometimes fucking around and finding out for yourself, again, means that, okay, some you tried something. It wasn't the result you wanted. And so now you know for yourself, you know in your heart, <laughs> you know in your heart, I don't want that because it's not good for me. Again, just let's just talk again about like strength training, like trying to do seven days a week, two hour workouts a day when you're not a professional athlete being supervised by a team of, of sports doctors, right? Okay, you did that and then you felt like absolute garbage. Maybe you even injured yourself. So you're gonna not make that, you're gonna make different choices. You know, you are going to maybe only go to the gym four to five times a week no more than an hour, hour and a half at a time. You're going to take those rest days, really enjoy those rest days. Why? Not because some weirdo on the internet told you. I'm the weirdo on the internet in this situation. But you're going to do it because you know that that makes you feel like shit. So it's not an external, you're like, oh, well, Lindsay said I shouldn't do this. It's no, whew, I know not to do this because I did it and it was it was not the best choice, <laughs> you know? So you're motivated intrinsically to make sure that you give yourself enough rest while you're strength training, that you don't overtrain because you went through that. So, and really with all the mindset work that Travis and I do with our amazing, brilliant, unstoppable clients, I cannot say enough how um, inspiring our clients are. I just, half the time I get off, off a call with them and I just want to cry about how lucky I am to talk to such amazing people. But a lot of the work that we do is, honestly, it's getting you, or getting our clients, or you listening, to shift that motivation from, you know, I want to get strong and work out in the gym because I want to look a certain way or because you're just supposed to. And again, it's, it's this external, extrinsic motivation of, well, I feel like to be more accepted in society, my body has to be smaller. And, you know, or someone is pressuring me. Someone has made shitty comments about my body, which if someone makes shitty comments about your body, you just DM me a name and an address. I will throw hands um, for legal reasons. That was a joke. But you know, so that, that motivation is, it comes from almost a negative place. Like out of fear of, oh no, I, I need to do this, you know, because of, of outside things, external things, that extrinsic motivation. Whereas a pro, you know, shifting that mindset from, well, I got to go to the gym because I feel like I look terrible and people are going to judge me if I look like this. And just society tells you that you're supposed to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead of that, shifting that mindset to, I go to the gym because this is for me. 
And I feel great when I can get to the gym three to four days a week and lift some heavy things or get in some cardio that I enjoy. And, you know, I love the endorphins. It's a stress relief. It's me time. It's my form of self-care. And I love how confident and strong it makes me feel. That's an intrinsic motivation. That motivation is coming from you wanting to do something because it makes you feel good, not because of, you know, some external source making you feel shame, making you feel less than, you know, it's really when you can make that shift and it is easier said than done. If it was easy, if it really was just like just telling someone, oh, just stop giving a shit about what other people think and just do it for you. That's easier said than done, right? There's a lot of shit you have to work through. If it was that easy, I would be cured of almost everything. <laughs> like sort of like when, when you have anxiety and people are like, just calm down. Just don't worry. And it's like, oh, thank you. I'm cured. I'm cured. <sighs> I know if it were only that easy. But <laughs> unfortunately, it's a process. Healing sucks. Doing the work is painful, usually not physically painful, emotionally painful, which to me is 10 times worse than physical pain. Um, but yeah, so just figuring out sometimes. Now, I will say though, because if you're listening and you're like, Lindsay, that doesn't sound like me at all. I don't fuck around and find out. I, I want you to tell me what to do. Maybe you are my dad. I'm not your dad. Uh, <laughs> sorry, one of my favorite things to say is you're not my dad. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So, so if you're like, Lindsay, it's okay. I'm not like that. If you tell me the stove's hot, I believe you. And I won't touch the stove because I believe you that it's going to burn me. And you know, that's fine. If you are one of God's chosen people and you're not unbelievably stubborn, then I'm genuinely happy for you. But even then, you know, I would even question yourself a little bit and be like, okay, well, if I do just listen to Lindsay, the stove's hot and I'm not going to touch the stove and I'm going to eat carbs and not stress about it and go to the gym. But still, like, just think about that. Why, why do you do the things that you do? You know, is it, is the reason you haven't fucked around and found out is, is it some sort of fear? I mean, I'm, I don't encourage you to fuck around and find out. That's not what I'm saying, but and if you do, I don't want you to feel ashamed. Um, sometimes we accidentally fuck around and find out. That's okay. So, so yeah, it's, there, there's something in this for you too. If you're not one of these stubborn people that I'm talking about. So, because like I said, it, it will really strengthen the why behind why you wake up every day, make the choices that you do, and just continue to exist and not just go around stabbing people all the time. I'm just, please don't, don't stab people. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Sometimes you get that urge, right? It's probably all the cold brew I've had. I'm so sorry. Um, but yes. So in conclusion, it's okay if you've had to, if you've tried everything or tried a lot of things and it hasn't worked because yeah, what that has taught you is all the things that don't work for you all the choices that you'd rather not make again 
and then we can make a more informed choice about how to move forward and that we can make more or better educated guesses about what's going to make us feel our best and feel our strongest. So that should do it for my first solo episode. I am beyond excited to be here. I am just waiting for Travis to wake up one day and just regret, regret ever meeting me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh no, I told you, I told all of you, you are in danger. (laughs) But no, I am so excited to talk to all of you more. I have so many things to talk about, so many things to share with you. And please, if you have an example of a time when you fucked around and found out with your nutrition, with your fitness, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. DM us on Instagram, um, make a TikTok, tag us, you know, at the fitness genie, both on TikTok and on Instagram. You, if you found the podcast, you probably know where to find us. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, tell us about it. I want to hear your story. Um, and maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. So tell me a time when you fucked around and found out and what you learned from it. Um, because yeah, I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot we could cover there. So, and I'm going to leave you with something I like to say a lot which is, uh, I say this to my clients a lot, my in my fitness genie clients. Um, I do train some clients in person here in the US as well. Um, but if you take nothing from this episode, then please stay hydrated, take your meds, make good decisions, eat your protein, and yeah, love you. Bye. <laughs>